Hello, my name is Amy Toy, the host of Angel Answers with Amy Toy. Besides being a radio show host, I'm also an intuitive counselor who provides spiritual insight into matters of the heart. Are you confused about your love life? Thinking of getting a new job? Wondering about your purpose and why you are here? I work very closely with not only the angelic realm, but also those who have crossed over to the other side. All sessions are strictly confidential. I also offer long-distance healing sessions using angelic energy. This angelic energy, also known as Integrated Energy Therapy, IET, can be done through Skype or on the phone and helps you get the issues out of the tissues. For first-time clients only, I am offering a 20% discount. You can find me online on amytoyamytoy.com, Twitter, Facebook, LinkedIn, or email me at angelicamy35 at gmail.com or simply call 727 727- May the angels carry you through, and this is for entertainment purposes only. And good evening, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to Angel Answers with Amy Toy. We have our astrologer here today. We have a very interesting summer season. Her name is Tish Aiken, and Tish is a New York-based astrologer with over a decade decade of experience, and she can uh, pull up your chart using your birth date, year, time, and place. Uh, Tish looks at the current trends in your life. She provides time frames and dates for upcoming love, career, personal, and financial cycles. It's a great tool to maximize dates and make the most of your lucky cycles and transit. It's also useful to prepare and master the lessons from the more challenging cycles. Welcome, Tish. How are you tonight? (laughs) (laughs) I'm mastering the more challenging uh, cycles. (laughs) How about you? How are you doing? (laughs) I'm challenging my cycle, too, and it's not my menstrual cycle. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. We got a lot of heavy shit going on, don't we? Like last we week do. I had a meltdown. I had a meltdown last week, which was actually good because it got the energy flowing. I mean, I think with everything there's a duality in the universe, but mm-hmm. let us go on. What's going on right now that everybody wants to, uh, you know, shoot somebody? Well, yeah, and it's a it's a good question and, and it is really tough. And I think it's um there are a lot of different things at once. So if we look back two weeks ago and we know uh, you know, on the world stage, um, there were two suicides of, of very well-known figures, very closely. I think within a couple of days of each of each other, cool. and um, at that time, there were a lot of heavy Neptune cycles, and Neptune is the planet on the higher level of spirituality and creativity, and intuition and empathy, and it's the ruler of Pisces. And actually, if you think of the two people, um, the public figures, Anthony Bourdain and Kate Spade, they were both incredibly creative individuals, you know, in different ways. But uh, Neptune on the lower level, on the lower form, uh, or when we're dealing with challenging Neptune cycles, can make us feel really lost. It can be bad for people that have depression or uh, mental illness or addiction issues. And the thing that's been going on in the last couple of weeks, uh, well, two weeks ago we had Neptune squaring the sun in Gemini and Mercury in Gemini. And when there's a lot of 
Gemini energy. It's very, um, it's high speed thinking and lots of ideas, and it can be incredibly um, cerebral energy. But it also can be where you're thinking about so many different things, and you have Neptune challenging that, and it can make you get lost and get scared and, and kind of go off on these tangents and not know what's real and what's not real. And then you add another factor, which we're going to be working with on and off through the end of September. And you said what is making people want to shoot their heads off or whatever or, you know, feeling that, that energy. Well, Mars, which is traditionally a malefic, met up with the south node in Aquarius that same week. And it's going to meet up again on July 21st of, uh, you know, of next month. Um, so we feel the buildup about five days beforehand, and then it peaks on the day that it's exact, which in this case is July 21st. And then we have a third meeting of the two on September 26th. And what it means is Mars is um, how we take action. It can be rage. It can be passion. It can be incredible anger. But it can also be how we get things done. And the south node is about releasing things. And so you were kind of saying earlier that you're trying to let go of things that are bothering you to kind of, you know, work with it. And I think that's what we all have to try to do this summer. Uh, You know, among other things, we're also going to have three eclipses. So there's so many different things at play. And Neptune is actually stationing retrograde today. So we feel the retrograde five days before and five days after. And it really just enhances the qualities of Neptune, which is dreaminess, intuition but it is the house of endings or the sign of endings and it can bring a lot of you know difficulties and and uh and heavy emotions so that's some of it but that's not even all of it you know mm-hmm. no it's not and you know being um, you and i are very sensitive and we have friends mm-hmm. that are very sensitive we feel it more intensely than others sometimes at least that's my opinion and, yep. you know, I've called you up and say, am I going out of my freaking mind? And you're like, no, it's just the cycle you're in, Amy. I'm like, great. What else is new? You know, that switch does not kill us, makes us stronger. And I'm thinking, okay, because that's sat- in the last show we talked about Saturn and Scorpio. I thought I never would get through that cycle without mm-hmm. you. <laughs> that, mm-hmm. was like, that was like the worst. <laughs> oh, gosh, that was a tough one. Yeah. And, uh, and I actually think that in contrast that, in some in some ways, you know, Saturn's now in Capricorn, which is an Earth sign, and it's grounded, and it's in a sign that it rules. And if we work with Saturn and Capricorn, it's excellent for getting things accomplished. Uh, it's it's excellent for achieving goals. But at the moment, we're dealing with heavy Neptune, and we're, this summer uh, we have. A lot of planets retrograde, aside from Neptune. Most of the planets are going to be retrograde. And when planets are retrograde, the energy is diminished. So it's more of a slow moving. It's a review period. It's reflecting. Think of this as kind of finishing things up and in some cases letting things go that aren't working right, that aren't, you know, effective. Yeah, and I feel, because I'm finishing up some schoolwork, which I did, uh, actually I got three courses that I need to get done, I need to get one more, and then I have to write my paper, and I got everything written out already, and I'm just getting Good. it done. And, you know, those that's what I'm focusing on, is just getting things done before the fall for some reason, and I've been feeling that for a while. <laughs> That's good. So you kind of got this in gear before the retrograde because Mars is going to retrograde 
from June 26th until August 28th. And the thing about it is, is that if somebody were thinking of, of becoming incorporated or starting a new job, well, we are going to have three eclipses, so there are going to be a lot of changes, and in some cases yeah. it might be inevitable. Maybe somebody has to take another position. But if people can avoid initiating something new, ideally I would wait till after August 28th, after Mars goes direct, and some of the planets will be direct then. Okay, let's talk about Mars retrograde since I have, I don't know if in my chart if it's in the seventh or eighth house and I've had anger issues. Um, what does Mars mean when you go retrograde? Do you go banana cakes or what's up with that? <laughs> um, I think that this is an unusual one because, again, Mars, because it's retrograding, is meeting up south node three times, and that is negative energy. Mm-hmm. Um, it, Mars retrograde in itself, yeah, it could you could think of it as somebody who's passive aggressive. So that's not really healthy when you hold in anger. But if people use it as a way of reflecting, I guess I mean you know maybe it's a way if one has anger issues or if one's dealing with something that's very frustrating. Maybe this summer might be a time to kind of you know to try, you're going to have basically I don't think we're going to have any choice but to be patient in some situations and that might be a way to try to I don't know you know thinking about how to work better with anger and how to how to use it in a way to empower you to get something done or if you're passionate about something do it something you know what I mean take it out in another venue or another way that's true yeah and I've learned how to work with that it's just you know interesting because I've noticed that people are more volatile mm-hmm. uh, in the last two weeks and I'm like mm-hmm. okay even people are cutting me off more in Florida. And, you know, it's bad enough I got old people down here trying to cut uh, me off. <laughs> yeah, and Mars rules motors, too, among other things. And uh, so, yeah, it's uh, – but so people are getting – you're seeing more road rage type of stuff? Yeah, I'm seeing more road rage and people are cutting people off. And, mm-hmm. you know, more – I'm seeing the Hawaiian good luck sign, even more so down here. Mm-hmm. And, uh, mm-hmm. I didn't know yeah. that Mars ruled the motors. That's funny. That's yeah, funny. and, you know, I, I think, though, that that Mars south node meetup that we saw two weeks ago, and that was when we had heavy Neptune energy. I think what's making this harder is people are feeling anger, but at the same time there's a heavy Neptunian theme right now. And Neptune can, um, you know, among other things, can represent depression, and really that's inverted anger, right? Mm-hmm. Yep, yep. Yep, so it's is. hard. So it makes it where people are depressed, but they're also angry and confused, and and you know. But I, I I think that hopefully you know it might be a good thing for people to finish things up this summer with Mars retrograde. Old lovers could return because Mars rules sexuality. Also, you know, old you know whether or not people want them, they're going to have to decide that people from you know old flames could reappear. You know. Oh God! I blocked him on everything. <laughs> Please, please, God, no. <laughs> yeah, right? <laughs> I'm sorry. I just thought of somebody. Uh, <laughs> you know what I'm talking about, too, I think. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah, it's like, go away, and he's a Capricorn. Um, <laughs> let's talk about eclipses for a second. Uh, what is an eclipse? And tell us about the three major eclipses that are going to happen this summer that people well, need to be aware of. 
Um, yeah, we're going to have major eclipses. So an eclipse is an extra powerful new moon or a full moon. And, it, and what it means is we have a new moon and a full moon each month, but an eclipse is close to the nodes of fate. And so, and, you know, to the, the, the nodes of the moon. And basically, um, we're finishing up the eclipses in Leo Aquarius. So the fixed signs have been impacted the most by this. And eclipses can be very, uh, they can be very jarring. They can be eye-opening. They, they can really shake us up, but to wake us up, you know. And we were dealing with eclipses in Leo Aquarius that began on August 18th of 2016. And we have two eclipses in the Leo Aquarius axis. So that uh, so that's going to be on July 27th. We're going to have a full moon eclipse at four, deg- four degrees of Aquarius. So anybody with you know, between two and six degrees of the fixed signs, which are Aquarius, Leo, Aquarius, Taurus, Leo, and Scorpio will feel that energy the most, but we're all going to feel that energy, and that's a releasing energy. And then we have the final eclipse, solar eclipse in Leo, and that's going to be on August 18th. And that's a new moon eclipse. Full moon eclipses tend to be more about fruition and release, and solar eclipses and new moons tend to be more about initiating things and planting seeds. But with eclipses, they're very, you can expect the unexpected. They can be very unpredictable. So one, you know, lunar eclipses can bring beginnings and, and solar eclipses can also bring endings. And the other thing in the equation is that we're starting eclipses in the Cancer Capricorn axis. So we're going to have a very powerful eclipse on July 12th that's not making the easiest of aspects. So what I think for all of us to bear in mind is that some relationships might be under strain this summer because Mars retrograde, well, again, Mars deals with sexuality and it deals with the masculine energy. And then you have eclipses in Leo, you know, more specifically, Leo rules the heart uh, in romance. And, and then, you know, the Mars south node energy that we have again strongly in July is going to be releasing and letting go. So, there are going to be relationships that, if they're not working, that people have to be careful, though, that, you know, because sometimes people might have a bit of that cadence to their relationship. They might have, you know, they might argue, but it doesn't mean they necessarily are in an unhealthy dynamic. But if it gets more pressured, they're going to want to watch this energy closely, I think, all summer, you know. Oh, yeah. Um, Yeah. I'm looking forward to that, I'm telling you. Do I go to Key West and hide now or later? (laughs) Are you, are you going to go to Key West pretty soon? <laughs> I may go sooner than you think. <laughs> <laughs> it would be a great time for healing work and going to a place like Key West to relax and be by the ocean, I think, would be very healing with this. <laughs> yeah, especially since I think I have one in my career of Leo. Um, I think you told me uh, one of these eclipses. Mm-hmm. I'm like, oh, my God. <laughs> but that can also be great, though. It could be new beginnings, you know what I mean? And it can be yeah. bringing culmination. So that, I, I, I think some of it, because eclipses can really bring amazing opportunities, too. I've seen some, you know, eclipses... Again, expect the unexpected, but I've seen some really big things in a good way start. It's just that it's very, even if it's not anything, you know, dramatic, it's a high-pressured time. It's a busy time of year, you know, during eclipse season. Yeah. 
I've been busy now. I don't know about you, but I've been slim, mm-hmm. which I'm grateful. Oh, yeah. I'm very grateful. I'm grateful. I'm not complaining. But it's like I've noticed, for me, I've had to take more self-care. Like, I just take off. I'm I to have noticed that, too, and I've noticed that I've had trouble doing it. And I don't know about uh-huh. you, but it's kind of like things are kind yep. of coming in in like, all over the place. You know what I mean? Like yep. request here or this there. And that is hard to go with that tempo after a while. It, it is, and um, yeah, sometimes I'm just at the point where I think I'm going to shut off all my electronics. Yeah, that, that is interesting, because what's another thing that happened recently is Uranus went into Taurus. I think we touched on this the last uh-huh. time, um, and Uranus, among other things, rules social media. It rules the Internet. It rules technology, and it was in, in a fire sign, which is a very quick-moving fire sign of Aries, and now it just recently entered Taurus, which is an earth sign, which is about getting into nature. It's ruled by Venus. It's about things that are beautiful. It's a very tactile sign, and it's about slowing down and, I think, taking little breaks from technology. I think that's a, I think it's an insist, I think we need to, you know, on some level. We're not going to be able to completely, but little breaks, I think, are another thing you're going to see much more. Yeah, what about our our illustrious president? Is he going to take a break from Twitter? I don't know, but I noticed his wife, who is a Taurus, is um, seeming to, I didn't notice that their relationship seems more strained. I don't know if you noticed that. I, I don't know yeah. with him. He's kind of a loose cannon, obviously. But I noticed that she has been kind of taking different stance on things than he and didn't celebrate her birthday or his with him, so that's kind of interesting and Uranus will be coming to her son next year but with him I don't know about that I don't I don't like to get too political I think I think that's a difficult mm-hmm. one with right with uh, so many people have different opinions yeah yeah it's just interesting because he's a Uranus so anyway that's my opinion <laughs> <laughs> well <laughs> that's Sometimes I'm just like, oh, what's in your chart, Mr. Trump? Well, you know, what's funny is uh, that new moon last week was, uh, I think it was his birthday, and it was squaring Neptune. Therefore, Neptune is squaring his son. I don't know if it's exact, but for somebody that has that double talks already, I mean, you can see he's a Gemini, right? And in the lower yeah, form, yeah. not all Geminis do that, so just to make that clear. But then with the <laughs> Neptune energy, you know, um, so we'll see. Yeah, we will. I just had to ask about that because I'm like, oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. I, I I had to bring that up. <laughs> I did. I no, no, I don't blame you at all. I don't. <laughs> yeah, I've noticed that his. Yeah, I haven't seen his wife in a while. She's had some no. health issues. No, well, he too. said supposedly, and not that. I'm just kind of trying because I think our world is such dire stuff. Is such dire things are happening. I just noticed that. Last week, I think it was well, it was his birthday, and I think he said he celebrated by Melania kissing him or something in the morning. And they said she was like on a trip, a solo trip somewhere. I think either in New York, I forgot where she was, but it's kind of funny. But um, but yeah, I mean, you know, <laughs> <laughs> let's go back to the retrogrades for a second. What is um, you you had said something to me about the outer planets being retrograde is better than the inner planets can you explain that to me a little bit 
Yeah, I mean, every year the outer planets retrograde. So aside from Mars, which is kind of in the middle, it's an inner planet, but it's the last of the inner, and then we get to, to Jupiter, we're getting to the outer planet. So, you know, Mars only retrogrades once every two years. Um, so that's a big deal in itself. But the outer planets like Saturn, which is how we structure ourselves, or Uranus, which is the great awakener, uh, Neptune is stationing now, that's the planet of... Uh, creativity and selfless love, but also delusion and deception on the lower form. All of those planets, um, uh, Pluto, which is transformation and power, those planets retrograde every year for several months. We feel the energy five days before and five days after. So today, I'm feeling very Neptunian. You know, that, that Neptune energy is strong. But once we get past five days from now, it's going to be retrograde till November. So you're not going to notice that. You know what I mean? Once that, it's retrograde. It's retrograde for almost half the year. So it's not a big deal. But the personal planets like Mercury, how we communicate, our perspective, our outlook on things. Venus uh, is going to retrograde in the fall. That is our relationships. It's what we value it's our, you know, that's also very, it's, it's our finances. That's going to retrograde from October 5th through November 15th. That's a big deal, too. So the outer planets are more, you know, if you think about it, they, anybody born your year or with a, within a few years of you is going to have a lot of the outer planets in the same sign, in some cases the same degree, you know, so okay. or, or close in degree if it's within a year or so. So um, that's not going to be that big of a deal. But the personal planets, we're all, most of us have different Venus or Mercury or, you know, so it's uh-huh. going to impact people more, much more directly. Okay. Yeah, I was just wondering about that. You've said that to me a few times and I'm like, mm-hmm. What does that mean? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like because it's going to hit you because it's like, yeah, you know, your relationships, other people. Saturn retrograde is more kind of you could think of as, or, you know, I'm thinking of an outer planet. Yes, it's going to impact, but it's more like how you're restructuring your life. It's not necessarily going to be something comes up. Venus retrograde, you could definitely have an old boyfriend or girlfriend come up, you know, or maybe an old financial matter resurface. Mars retrograde, maybe something at work resurfaces, things like that. So, yeah, it is definitely more personal. Yeah, great. (laughs) (laughs) What what about, you know, uh, you have, uh, like, Neptune in your home sign (laughs) retrograding. Does it affect you more? Um, I don't think Neptune retrograde, maybe, maybe. I think Neptune in your sun sign impacts you a lot more. I think it's a big deal that Neptune's transiting in your sun sign, not to mention the sign it rules, Pisces, right? So mm-hmm. that to me is a big deal. And Pisces are, you know, depending, it's still Neptune right now is I think at 14 degrees. Gosh, I'm feeling again very Neptunian. It's it's about, it's getting to the middle degrees. So part of me, people with, um, you know, planets at the middle degrees of the mutable signs are going to feel that the most strongly. But I, I think Neptune cycles, I find, tend to be among the most difficult because, like you said, if somebody's already sensitive by nature, Neptune is going to enhance that. It's going to make them conceivably more vulnerable. They could be prone to uh, to depression or deception. There can be, I've seen people have very, you know, a lot of deception during Neptune cycles. If they 
nothing that they've done. They've just been a recipient of it. And so that's hard to make sense of. With Saturn, it may test you, but if you work with it, you can find rewards. You can maybe ground yourself. Pluto maybe makes you eliminate things, but maybe you needed to, stuff like that. But Neptune, uh, sensitive people, I never really get it, you know, I, for me at least. And I, I don't know how you feel. It's in your sign. But I think it's hard on Pisces, which is such a sensitive sign. Oh. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, I, I don't smoke, and I may start taking it up again. I don't know. Um it's to escape a little bit too, and I, yeah. I think that, and that's the lower. I know you won't, but that is the lower form of Neptune because it's so hard to take all the pain one is in or the stress one is in. You know. Mhm. Mhm. Yeah, I've been noticing that I'm just like more sensitive, and I'm like, really? Yeah. No? Yeah. This sucks. <laughs> you and I were talking, and we don't have to get into the specifics, but we were talking that. You mentioned you had gotten bad news, and I didn't really say what had gone on with me today, but I, I had a friend really hurt my feelings about 20 mm. minutes before the show to a point where I almost was like, I don't know how I'm going to be able to do this because yeah. my friend is being so delusional about a situation. And it's somebody that I'm close with but said something that I just could not believe. And, again, I don't think it was intentional. But with Neptune, like he wasn't seeing the situation clearly, and I'm very sensitive, but it was also outrageous. And he admitted later, but I don't think it can cloud our vision. So another thing for all of us to be aware of, not just my friend, but for me and for you, is that we have to be conscious of that people, you know, hurting other people's feelings right now. And people, this summer is going to be a tough summer. So, you know, like we've seen in the last few weeks for people that are sensitive, that they need to reach out, that are prone to stuff, whether it's good friends, whether it's seeing a therapist for a while, whether it's calling a suicide hotline, whatever it is, people need to be supported, you know? Yeah, I've noticed that, too. I'll, um, I had a, I, a couple, actually the last couple of weeks, she's, a, she's Scorpio, and she mm-hmm. had said something to me that I never thought she would say. She said something to me again today, and I'm like, got to go, mm. And I'm like... Did it hurt your feelings? Uh-huh, because yep. I didn't, I, yeah, I, it did, you know, I have Scorpio Rising, so mm-hmm. I'm like, you know, WTF, and I yep. shut her down, yep. and I thought to myself, do I have to really evaluate this, because this has been getting a little toxic lately, mm-hmm. and um, because you, I think that's what this is all about, too, reevaluating our friendships, at least that's yeah. what I'm feeling, mm-hmm. you know, are, are they benefiting us or hurting us, and I don't know, she made a comment, too, that you know, I should have never done this or something like that. And I'm like, huh, what? Did I just hear you right? <laughs> right, and that was like, was it kind of out of left field too? Yes, yeah. And a couple of weeks ago and then today she made a comment. And I'm mm, like, that's interesting because a couple of weeks ago that Neptune energy would have been strong. And, and, and also, you know, Gemini people, as you mentioned, are present. Some people talk like they say, you know, that can be they just are very communicative in general. But, but this thing, uh, yeah, that they're not seeing it clearly. I agree with what you just said. I think that it's a time where people are going to reevaluate. And in some cases, it may not be that they have to end a relationship, but they may have to set some boundaries because, you know, of what is okay or not okay or really clear the air. So if there's, 
you know, we, we talked about, you know, Mars retrograde. Well, with all these eclipses, eclipses shake things up and they wake things up, right? So that's why I just said, right. I said that earlier and I kind of liked the way it rhymes and I didn't mean it to. But so it brings our attention to things that maybe we're unconscious of or maybe we never saw. It makes us see things in a different way. And with Mars retrograde, if there are things that we've been holding on to, anger or things we haven't expressed to friends, if we want to try to salvage the relationship, you know, maybe in a gentle way, because again, people could be, you know, very impulsive or they can be um, reactive. You know, you want to do it in a healthy way, but seeing if, if you can reframe the friendship so it's not toxic or maybe you take a, uh, you know, you give it space or maybe you, you know, depending on what, you know, and, you know, for you, but others too, what it, what it is in each case. But I think there is, again, there will be, uh, there will be release. And I did take a peek at your chart and you do have Neptune going back and forth over your sun and hitting planets. So you have to be careful just of that. It's great for intuition. It's great for higher love. So again, and I know you do this stuff and yes, Key West is wonderful with Neptune cycles. You want to surround yourself by the ocean, by water, and healing, healing type of things, and energy work, things that you like to do. That is excellent use of that kind of energy, you know? Well, it's interesting because I made a friend here locally, and we've gotten real close. And I don't, the beach is seven minutes away, okay? Yeah, I know, I, know, I keep forgetting that. And You're there. so... Sometimes I'll be like, hey, so-and-so, do you want to go? Or she'll say, what are you doing today? And I'm like, you know what? My schedule is kind of it's kind of light today. Let's sneak away. <laughs> That's great. You're very lucky, you know, yes. and very yeah. healing to do that. And then do you feel, because it is, it is cleansing, right? Once you do yeah. that, it's a much different energy, you know. It is. I feel so much better, and we laugh, and, you know, because I don't drink, and she does. And mm-hmm. I'm like, hey, you drink, and I'll have my old duels. So she'll say, you want to mm-hmm. go for some old duels? So we do. And we have a great time, and we just talk. And, you know, like last Thursday, I told you I had a little bit of a meltdown because I got frustrated. You know, I'm like, okay, you're showing me things that are supposed to happen, Spirit. Why isn't it happening? And then mm-hmm. I got let go of that frustration, and I felt so much better. But we went by the water. So it's just um, it's interesting how things are kind of lining up in that way, you know, getting away, doing things for the day or the afternoon. Yeah, so I, I think that's a great – that's a very um, – it's a very healthy thing to do, and I don't have quite the access to the ocean that you do, but I did do that last week. I um, I got away the day, yeah, I was there for the new moon. I went to the ocean for three days, and I have a friend that, you know, there's a place I can stay sometimes, and, and it was just a good, uh, it was a good, it was a great thing to do with all this energy. And, mm-hmm. and I notice when I do readings by the ocean, and you probably feel this, you know, because you live so close, that I don't take in the, the negative energy as much because it does, it cleanses much more quickly, mm-hmm. you know? It does, and um, I have had more um, salt lamps around the house, too. I have, like, seven of them, which what, helps what as well. Salt lamp, you know, salt lamp. Oh, uh, the Himalayan salt? Yep, I have seven of them. I have. I, I want to get one. I keep saying that every time I see one, I think they look really cool. And do you feel it? Like, do you feel yes. the energy? Yes, I feel the energy, and it's great because sometimes if I'm working in the kitchen, I have two in there, I have two out here, I have two in the bedroom, and I have one in the spare room. Uh, no, I have one in the bathroom, too, because it just, the energy, it oxidizes the energy. 
And I'm getting off. one tonight. When I get off the phone, I'm going to order what I started to I'm getting one. It's like an infomercial. No, I am getting one. They, they, it is. They are, I want to get one. You see, so this kind of stuff that we're talking about, because the frustration factor that you described is very yeah. much, I think, a contingent of what we're going to be dealing with on some level this summer. And it's not a bad thing, but it's mm-hmm. more about what do you do? Because sometimes... Um, you know, it's like, remember when you were a kid and you were bored, and you could read a book, you could do something, you know, really, that would be good, you know, if you wanted to, or you could complain about being bored, and sometimes, mm. you know, the child will do the, the, you know, will read a book or do something else, or you could just be really frustrated and be bored, and remember back when time, it would take all day, you know, just, it would seem forever, and it's that same kind of thing, you can either do something constructive, and I definitely want uh, to get a Himalayan salt lamp, and I'm glad you just mm-hmm. mentioned that. And do things like go to the ocean or maybe even try to take a friend out for coffee and have a healthy discussion about it. But taking healthy steps rather than just sit there like that bored kid and not do anything, you know, and let it just be a really long day because that's what Mars retrograde will feel like if we if we let it or we could do right. something with it, you know. Yeah, and I joined, um, it was interesting because I just moved to this area six months ago and I met the that friend and there's a gym up the street and I'm like, the other gym that I go to is like way down the road, it's too st- far, but now her and I have no excuse, so I joined that gym last week and she's joining tomorrow, <laughs> so we've gone That's a couple awesome. times. And, you know, these are ways of getting that anxiety out that you feel or that impatience mm-hmm. and, um... Like I said, the Himalayan salt lamp is also something that I like. I actually like it in my house. I have different. I have one that's like a like a lantern with the salt uh, rocks in it. The Himalayan salt rocks, and then I have the. So, do you just buy it? Is it already put together, and then you just, or do you have to put it together? This one I had to put together, but this was actually bought at a local store here. They had it on clearance. It's like one of those bargain stores, and I got a bunch of them. And, you know, if you can get those, like, uh, go to one of those bargain stores or those clearance stores, like Big Lots or Ollie's or something, you can get them next to nothing, like 20 bucks or something. Good. That's good. I'm going to do it. We should all do it. <laughs> yeah. Everybody get one on the radio. No, it's, you know, it really sounds like a great idea. And and yeah. I think, again, another thing you just said, you keep saying these themes, you started working out more and you're finding different ways to make it more accessible in your routine. Well, Mars is, again, how we take action. And if we're mm-hmm. feeling frustrated, what's the best thing? What's the most natural antidepressant? Exercise, which I should, I'm saying and I'm not doing at all. But, yeah, that's a good idea, Amy. <laughs> Go work out and eventually I'll join. You know, I am going to start. I'm walking more, so I'm trying. But it, it is really, that's the best way. That's a to me, is trying to um, get rid of that um, that energy, you know. Well, you don't want to work out in Florida right now. It's like 90-some degrees out. and you It's know, pretty it's- bad here now, too. We didn't have much of a spring, but we now suddenly got extremely, extremely humid here. So, you know, now we... <laughs> We had a very cold winter. Um, we're not upstate, and I know you're originally from upstate, so it's not yes. to that level. But it was cold for for Manhattan, for the New York area, for sure. Yeah, and I would not. Yeah, I'm going. Um, also, just another question for our listeners. Uh, you know I'm going back up to Buffalo pretty soon. Is that mm-hmm. also a retrograde uh, move? 
Yeah, I, I mean, you know, re- retrogrades, you think of uh, retrogrades in general as RE mm-hmm. words, revisit, return, reconnect, mm-hmm. uh, reevaluate, reassess, but definitely that's why sometimes people do return into our lives or issues return. Something maybe we deal with, um, you know, Mercury retrograde is easier to follow because it happens four times a year, so sometimes maybe something that came up earlier in the year you see surface later on a mercury retrograde you know and that's one most people are familiar with but absolutely mars especially would there potentially be any old boyfriends that would be there oh christ probably ex-husbands <laughs> you know ex, you know ex-exes yeah yeah yeah, yeah and, well, but just I... returning and a lot of plants will be retrograded general so definitely but are, are you doing something fun when you go there or what are you planning yeah. on doing well, I wanted to go up there to be by the water. Niagara Falls is up there. And I wanted mm-hmm. to go up for the, A, the food is I miss the food. And, B, I miss the, there's Canal Fest in the Tonawandas, and it's right on the Niagara River, which runs between Lake Ontario and Lake Erie. So um, wow. I want to do that. I miss that. And so I'm staying with a friend of mine and, you know, just going to visit these areas because it's on my terms, and I just want to go and, to go out on a fish fry, you know, or beef. That sounds beef very sport. cool. And you're still going to be by the water, and at least it's not going to yes. be freezing. <laughs> so that'll be cool. Well, that'll who be knows? Really nice. Who knows with Buffalo, man? You never know. It's like <laughs> it's it's like you got nine months of winter and maybe two weeks of summer. I don't know. I mean, people are from Buffalo on my Facebook. You know, I post these you know on these shows, and they're going to be like, "What do you mean?" Oh, you I know. <laughs> Well, it's probably hard for them sometimes, and you know because you live there a long time, but you're now in warm weather, you know, all the time, right. so it's a little mm-hmm. different. They, but, you know, they get a, a long season, that's for sure, cold season. Yeah. Oh, yeah, well, down here, but I'm grateful. But let's talk about that. Um, when people move to different areas, it does change their astrology, correct? It can, talk- yeah. There is something, especially if it's a time uh, a time zone change. If it's, you know, if you're born Eastern Time or Pacific and you stay in the same time zone, it might change it, you know, minimally. It, it could change your ascendant, you know, and, and the houses, the cusps of mm-hmm. the houses. And it could be a little too confusing to explain, but it could change it yeah. a bit. But if you, like... Um, you know, I go to L.A. a lot, you know, for to see clients, and my chart definitely changes where I think I have Scorpio rising there with Neptune on the ascendant. So then it gives me this very mystical Neptunian energy, kind of this, uh, it's a, just a different vibe. And so, but I'm on East Coast, and so then it's going to the West Coast. So then it'll change the chart quite a bit. Or if you move to another country, which might even be a bigger time change, but absolutely you can, you can do that. And there's something called, that's a way that you can do it, you can relocate a chart, but there's also something called astrocartography, which I don't really work with too much. I've taken some workshops on, and it's very interesting, and they have a program, astro.com does it for free. I think it's called Astro Travel or Astro Click Travel, and you can put in your, you know, your birth information and then just put in, like, if you want to see how you are in London or a different place, you can just kind of, um, you know, click that area, and they'll tell you where... Um, certain lines are so they're like a Jupiter line, which would be abundance or wisdom mm-hmm. or teaching or Neptune, which could deal with mystical or spiritual or um, charity work or something or you know Venus, which could be Venusian pursuits, whatever it might be. But you might also have malefic. So 
depending. A friend of mine wanted to go. She she makes documentaries, and she wanted to go to Afghanistan, and she had a Pluto line there. And she uh, and Pluto, among other things, can be death. And she was there actually when her hotel got bombed, but she was okay. But she was you know near a very dangerous scene, obviously. And it was on the news, and I saw it, and I thought, oh, I got scared, and I said, well, it couldn't be my friend. It's like anything. When you say, oh, do you know so-and-so, and it's, you're in a certain place, but she actually was at that hotel. So there are different ways of, of checking and, and of changing your chart. But I, I think um, if people have software, if they work with astrology, just put in your birth information and then just put it for that other city. And then, yeah, you could have a totally different rising sign and, and stuff like that. But But – it's going to be bigger if it's a different time zone. Okay. Well, yeah, we, I think we touched on this last time, but um, it, I, I think it's interesting how people can move yeah. around. I don't want to go to the West Coast and have a Pluto line. I'd be SOL. But, oh, um, yeah, you don't want to have a Pluto line. And, and I think for me, I don't know if I'd always want Neptune constantly. It's fun for a little bit, you know, and it's great for doing the work I do. But I don't know if I'd want Neptune there all the time because that might be a little much, too. <laughs> it might be yeah. a la-la land literally all the time. <laughs> so, <laughs> Don't we sometimes want to be in la-la land? <laughs> yeah, sometimes, definitely. Especially these uh, past couple of weeks. Yeah. I've been wanting to go high. <laughs> Neptune makes it feel like la la land, you know, and so, but, but I think that, um, are you finding, um, that, uh, you know, that there, have you seen any endings recently, like any people breaking up or leaving jobs or things like that yet? Uh, not really, not that in my practice anyway, not that I can think of right now, mm-hmm. but of course, you know, you and I have a lot of clients, so it kind of mm-hmm. like, you're like, ooh, you know, mm-hmm. <laughs> Uh, but I have noticed that people are acting a lot more, um, especially with boundaries. Uh, people are just standing their ground and saying, this is what I want. And I think people are more clear than they have ah, in the past. And that's interesting because that's the opposite of Neptune, which has no boundaries. It rules the ocean, which is limitless. And yet Saturn and Capricorn, Saturn is all about the boundaries. So we're going to have Saturn and Capricorn on and off through the end of 2020 so each of us is in a sense dealing with a very saturn capricorn theme which is good that is making us insist on our boundaries but neptune challenges it but i'm glad to hear that people are standing in their truth on that though because it doesn't mean neptune has to you know we can still stand it and i really think i mean saturn is going to really because you know that's that's going to again if people work hard with it they could really establish their goals and i think boundaries are important you know yeah i I just noticed that some people like the breakups are like you know really this is maybe it's like the guy who says no i want you to stop calling me 20 times a day because you're acting you're you're nuts maybe because you're (laughs) neptunian and he's kind of like no we're not doing this anymore until you get help (laughs) i had a woman email me today (laughs) that and i'm like trying not to crack up because I'm like, I've been telling her this, you know, I only saw this six months ago. And uh <laughs> told you, are you, are you smoking ganja or something? I told you. Right, right. <laughs> it's oh, man. But it's hard because in a sense, if you think about it with a Neptune station, maybe for her, even though it, it can, you know, in a way it enhances Neptune, maybe it's lifting the fog for her finally, you know. 
Yeah, well, especially when he blocked her ass, you know. So. Yeah, that would uh, that would do it. That would, <laughs> that would do it. Yeah, she's emailing. She blocked me, and I'm like, yeah. I kind of told you that, okay? <laughs> yeah. You know, I might be getting more sensitive here, but I'm kind of seeing things a little bit more, you know, which I can't believe. I don't even understand that, too. If you're very intuitive, how you can become more sensitive. And I don't want to, I don't want my guides to answer that question without me knowing what's going on um, because it's scary. Well, um, that is scary, but that could be part of the Neptune transit. So you yourself are embodying, you know, something that we're all kind of feeling collectively, but that's, again, Neptune's energy. So Neptune's going back and forth over your sun. It's going to really heighten your intuition and your psychic abilities. But sometimes it can also, yeah, it can make you feel very vulnerable, very sensitive, because it's it's that, you know, it's a very sensitive water sign, and it's the last of it's the last of the twelve signs. But it's a, um, but I do think it really enhances intuition and psychic ability when one in the Neptune uh-huh. cycle. And then the other thing, which is great, that you're going to the ocean, that you have all the salt lamps around. Um, and by the way, at the end, we have a salt lamp company that we wanted to tell you about. We were just preparing to tell you. I'm just kidding. But um, no, but those kind of things will help you to purge that energy because Neptune, you can really absorb. As a Pisces, anyway, you know that. Mm-hmm. But Neptune can make you whole, you know, take on others' energy. You know, uh-huh. you don't want that. Yeah, I know. I've been de- um what they call decording, which to our audience, that is removing etheric cords from your energy that are not yours. That's another boundary. And mm-hmm. um, also there's Himalayan salt uh, caves, too, if anyone's interested. We have one on sale. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> but I am actually really getting one. That is true. But but I think that I think you're right, though, that... Um, that um, I just think that I also think, and maybe it's the maybe kind of which is good about our conversation. We're showing it. People feel a little spaced out. I feel. I mean, I've been really busy, but I also feel a little spaced out. I know. Me too. I'm like, what do I have to do today? What? Oh yeah, yeah I got to do this. Oh, I need to. Okay. What day of the week is? Okay. Yeah. <laughs> you know, and that's okay. You know. Um, I mean, I think it's going to be for a little bit, but again, Saturn and Capricorn is very antithetical to that. That's about really being, you know, strategic, on time, you know, having focus, but, you know, I think on the bigger level, we're all dealing with with having to to heed Saturn and Capricorn, so if we feel a little spaced out, we need to recharge, I think we need to listen to our bodies, because it's going to be a heavy summer. doesn't mean that's to be daunting or scary, but there are going to be issues for people where they could feel a bit, you know, at the end of their rope or they're just like they don't want to deal with something. You know what I mean? More like they don't want to deal with their job anymore or they don't want to deal with a relationship. Maybe not, you know, be impulsive and quit the job or break up. Give it some thought. Maybe you do want to end that situation, but give it thought and don't just do it in the moment. And that may be easy to say, you know, but just something to just keep in mind for all of us. And I don't know about you, but sometimes I'll – you know, I'll tell people things that are going on. I don't always necessarily, because I guess we have to learn it. I don't always, you know, and I'll lose my temper or something, and then I'll say, I wrote about that today. Why am I doing this? But we just sometimes have to learn the lessons, you know. 
Yeah, um, we have to learn. Sometimes we we have to we teach what we need to learn, and yeah. I find that very true. If I'm going yeah. through something, then I'm attracting clients that are going through something similar. And, Definitely. Uh, and uh, you'll you'll be doing a reading or you'll be doing a healing, and then your guide, you know, your spirit guides are like, you know, that applies to you too. Oh, shut up. <laughs> hmm. And that is really, I find that very interesting that a lot of times in different phases of my life and and that you bring that up, that you will attract, and they'll get under your skin sometimes the most because it's issues you yourself maybe have, they don't mean, you know, that I or you haven't dealt with and or or that we're dealing with or we're, we're working out. And that can be tough, and it is interesting because we are meant to learn those lessons, I think. Oh, yeah, or you have a client that... Um You've told them over and over again that mm-hmm. the guy's a loser and he's going to get arrested soon because he's a drug addict and his ex-girlfriend is trying to get back with him or back at him. <laughs> and, you, and you keep telling the client, she's like, oh, my God, you're right. And then sometimes the light bulb will go off and sometimes you're like, hello, is anybody in there? Um, yeah. <laughs> and a lot of intense energy, too, with people. I mean, what's up with that? The intensity. I've noticed that people are more obsessive, um, not impulsive, but obsessive. Um, I've well, the impulsiveness I've noticed. The the obsessiveness I th- I would attribute also to the Neptune energy because uh, I always think of Scorpio as very obsessive, and it is. But I've noticed in the last few years, probably because I myself had a Neptune cycle. That well it ended last year, but um, and that's when I was trapping very Neptunian types. Is that Neptune also Pisces can be just as obsessive as Scorpio, but in a different way because if they get a bit delusional in the lower form, if there's something that comes up that um, with Neptune cycle or Neptune energy, um, they'll go over and over it because they're just not mm-hmm. they're not getting it. And you're right, I I think it is heightened. And I have been seeing that a lot. It's draining. <laughs> but, it, it, uh, yeah, it really is, yeah. You know, and it's draining for a person to feel like that. You know, you don't want to, nobody wants to, you know, for the person to go through it. Nobody wants to go through feeling that way, you know. No, no, but you can just, yeah. And, um, yeah, it, it's just been a very interesting, like I said, if I got, if I can go through, is this, uh, is this at least a cycle better than going through Saturn and Scorpio? Oh, my yeah. God. Well, it's very different because you're in a cycle now of of the spiritual of of you know uh, you know kind of not the tangible on some level you know it's Neptune is a, it's everything of a you know supernatural spiritual fantasy imagination incredible creativity compassion that kind of stuff but it's not as much you know luckily and and Jupiter's in Scorpio so it's different that's a different yeah. energy instead of Saturn. We've got yeah. Jupiter, you know. Yeah, let's talk about the Jupiter cycle. That's um, that's isn't Jupiter retrograde? I can't even remember who's retrograde. It is, and that's one of the planets that's actually going to be direct. So that in this summer of retrogrades, where most planets are going to be retrograde, Jupiter actually stations direct on July eighth, and oh. Jupiter is the planet of wisdom and abundance and expansion, and it. It sheds a light on things. It shines a light on on matters. It's in Scorpio until November 8th of this year, 
And in Scorpio, it's kind of, it does bring up the wounds, but not like Saturn did. Saturn would be really like, you've got to do this or you've got to, it might bring stuff up for people again. And um, I think we talked about this the last time. And if we didn't, mm-hmm. I'll, or if I repeat myself, I do. That's, but right that's after, okay. <laughs> um, right after Jupiter went into Scorpio, the Me Too movement started. And, you know, Scorpio rules wounds and intimacy and sexuality, among other things. And yet you've got the luckiest planet there. And the sense, and Scorpio, as you know, can be a very hidden and covert sign. It shed light on these blocked wounds for many people. And, yes, it made them, in some, you know, for some people, relive the pain and the wounds very much so. But there was some healing and some hope, at least, around it. And you can see that. So Jupiter and Scorpio also can be very intense, but it can, magnet, can magnetize and magnify opportunities. Jupiter can, Jupiter can in any sign, but in Scorpio, it can really be very transformational. It also can be, you know, it's extremely healing. It can be good for financial endeavors because Scorpio rules joint resources and investments. Mm-hmm. So, you know, that part of it can be positive, and that is going direct on the 8th of July, and it'll be in Scorpio through November 8th. So we have it until the fall, you know, and then it'll be going into its home sign. And that's really fun. Jupiter and Sagittarius is, you know, it's, it's, it's about wisdom and fun and optimism and humor, and we need that. So, Oh, yeah, after what, you know. Um, mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, definitely. And I think it's just, you know, having Scorpio rising, having uh, all these planets. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You know, it's it's, uh, and yet Jupiter is making great aspects for you. You know, with Scorpio rising, it's in your first house, which expands, it brings new beginnings, and it's a, you know, the first house is the sign of is the house of, you know, new beginnings. It's your immediate environment. It's the house itself. Um, you said you moved six months ago, so that would be. Um, just my gosh, my sense of time. I think Jupiter would have already been in Scorpio. That what what was the month you moved? December. Yeah, so Jupiter went in. Yeah, in October. So it was already in your first house, a new beginning, you know, and a positive one, you know, and um, so and it and it's you know it's compatible with fellow water signs. So it's good with Pisces and Cancer. So I I think Jupiter and Scorpio, for all that we're dealing with, will at least help us to you know, to heal the wounds, because there's going to be a lot of stuff, like you said, that heavy energy, that Mars south node is something that happens once every two years, but we're getting three hits of it. And you have a traditional malefic in the south node, uh, which we're meant to release. It can bring some heavy karma up for people. And it's just about, um, I think, um, preparing oneself, surrounding oneself with tools that he or she can use that gets them through difficult times so you know then getting you know purging like you've been talking about and taking you know healthy ways to get active those kind of things yeah and just enjoying life because it is heavy and you know sometimes you're like um do i want to jump in the ocean or do i want to be by the ocean those are my Mm -hmm. two questions exactly yeah yeah and um Thank God I got a sense of humor because, like I said, <laughs> I know, I know, it's been one of those days. And I think that people, you know, that's why I do a show like this, just to educate people. There's other ways, there's other avenues to help. There's mm-hmm. other ways to deal with things. And uh, I think astrology, as I'm getting older, 
I think astrology is the greatest gift you can give yourself because you can look at those cycles. Okay, you know, because I'll call you up and I'll be like, what's going on today? I want to smoke mm-hmm. something. <laughs> so, and you, you can know. kind of co-create with that, right? That's what I like about it. There's some things you're not going to be able to avoid lessons. So Saturn and Capricorn, Saturn rules karma, among other things. And it's about taking ownership and responsibility. And for each of us, there's some karma that I think we come into this lifetime with that we choose, but before we're born, perhaps, um, that, you know, that's with us. But there's some things that we do by our actions that come up with Saturn cycles. But to, you know, to work with it and, and to, you know, either to do right by something we've done done wrong or to to build something we have been doing, you know, working on and, and to, to structure it in a bigger way. But, you know, if we're dealing with good cycles, we can, you can maximize that. But if we're dealing with challenging cycles that we need to glean wisdom from, well, again, we can co-create that. We can decide to do nothing about it and make it the worst experience or we could try to, you know, do something healthy. And that's what I think is good about astrology. We have some control on this, you know. We do, and that's um, with astrology. Um, do you, in in your chart, uh, just out of curiosity, um, just, you know, does it show health issues that come up or you don't go into that personally? I, I can see it. Um, I can see potential stuff for sure. I would look at the rulers of the house of health for the person. I would look if they have planets getting impacted. I can see when things like that can come up. I, I don't, you know talk about I, I never broach it unless uh, a client wants to talk about it and I don't I don't talk ever about death or things like that. I don't I oh, don't no, do no, that no. kind of astrology. But in terms of health a little bit, you know, but I know people that do it more that have a specialty. That there are medical astrologers and financial but yes, you would look at to see what the rulers are of the sixth house of health for instance and if there are any planets in that house. And you might also want to look at to see what the ruler of the 12th house, which is the Pisces house in astrology, and if there are any rulers getting impacted by that, and if there's anything hitting the sun or the Mar or Mars, stuff like that, maybe Mercury. You can see things. Yeah, just to, I was out of, it was out of curiosity. Because yeah. I know. yeah. Because different, people don't know this, um, but um, different um, astrology signs rule different um parts of the body, like Pisces rules the feet. Yeah, you know. that's true, too. Yeah. And, yeah, and um, yeah, Leo's the heart, like you said, rules the heart. Mm-hmm. And I think that Scorpio is the one with the um, sexuality. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, the sexual organi- organs, the elimination. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yep. So I think that's interesting. So, Tish, uh, we're coming to a close. Where does time go when you come on the show? It's like, where does it go? <laughs> Oh gosh! Where can, where can people find you if they want to know more about what cycles to work with? Since sure. Well, I I just started a YouTube channel and um, yep. it's Tish Aitken. It's T I S C H, and my last name is Aitken. A I T K E N. I just did two videos. The one I did last week on the new moon, and they can also find me on Facebook. It's Astrologer. Tish Aitken, or they can go to my website, which is astrologertishaitken.com. Well, thank you for coming on tonight, and thank you for being so gracious as always. So. Oh, well, thank um, you. I really love doing the show, and good luck to everybody. And now I am going to look at the salt lamp 
situation. <laughs> Go on to saltlab.com. Yeah. And, uh, and, and please come on in the fall so we can talk about that, too. I okay? love that. And I wish everybody yeah. good luck because we can all get through this, right? And it's going to be maybe some healthy release. That's the way we want to look at it. Exactly. Well, this is Amy Toy for Angel Answers with Amy Toy. May uh, the angels carry you through this summer and not out the window. Take care. <laughs>